il presidente. Ma cos'è la sinistra? Hello and welcome to Take a Left, a podcast from the Socialists and Democrats in the European Parliament. I'm Alex White and this is our second episode. Das wird ein langer Wahlabend, das ist sicher, aber 25.7%. That's the number that made the German Social Democrats and their lead candidate Olaf Scholz the clear winners in Sunday's federal elections. It was a thrill over an election campaign and rarely has a German election seen so much nail-biting suspense as this Sunday. When a number of six o'clock exit polls put the Social Democrats of the SPD in the lead, while others predicted a tie with the Conservatives of the CDU. It was too close to call. Over the course of the evening, the SPD cemented their lead and are now clearly the strongest political force in German politics. My colleague Sylvia Pels spoke with two members of the European Parliament, Jens Geer, head of the German SPD delegation, and Udo Bullmann, responsible for Europe in the SPD Bureau, about the sensational victory, how this dramatic turnaround became possible, and what this means for Germany and Europe. She started off by asking them how they felt when the results were announced. In Germany, um, you get at exactly 6 p.m. the so-called exit polls. These figures were not as good as the final results. We knew there was a lot of bad stuff that came over from the conservative camp during the last days. They tried really each and any bad trick uh, to denounce the Social Democrats and, and uh, come up with the figures. And uh, when the first uh, <clears throat> figures uh, showed us um, that we take the lead, then we knew we will be able to change the page this night. And so it happened. In the history of the Second Republic, there were not so much situations where Social Democrats were leading compared to the Christian Democrats. It was a feeling that new times are coming up and uh, people were very, very happy and so was on. You already mentioned that this sensational visit victory was not a given. Indeed, uh, the prospects looked quite gloomy for the SPD and Olaf Scholz some months ago. And suddenly we had um, an impressive turnaround. What changed the game? What we successfully organized over two years is to become a party that is solid, sticking together, not fighting each other, quite contrary to our past as well as to the Conservatives in current uh, days. And we had a very promising and uh, uh, convincing manifesto that was going close to the heart of people. Uh, we were making all the most important uh, <clears throat> most important points uh, of a social, democrat, the social democratic identity. It was clear we will fight for social rights of people. We are going to fight against climate change, but uh, we will do that in the way of a just society where everybody finds his and her place. And I think the manifesto was good, the campaign was good, the candidate was excellent. Olaf Scholz proved to be uh, the best uh, forthcoming chancellor in the eye of the wider public. So the combination of these elements finally The SPD built its campaign very much around and on the person of Olaf Scholz. And it seems to have paid off. 
The Süddeutsche Zeitung even called him a hero the day after the election. So is he a hero? He would uh, uh, probably say he is not a hero. Let's just say he was the right man at the right time on the right place. Now people were looking, okay, which guy do I trust? We, who has the experience that I can believe in? He is around for quite a long time in Berlin. People have seen him acting as a minister. People found him reliable. And given the fact that he was there when Merkel left, who had a lot of trust among the German people, even out of the camp of the hardcore Christian Democrat voters, people wanted to, to look for another person they could trust. That was clearly not Armin Laschet, the um, Kanzler candidate of uh, uh, the Christian Democrats. So he appeared in the campaign to be the opposite of a heavy lifter, a light lifter, so to say. And uh, people did not trust him. And Annalena Baerbock could not manage to, to organize the trust uh, people needed um, to say, yes, I want uh, this person to run the country. I think Olaf ticked all these boxes. And that made him attractive for, for a lot of people. So you gained that impression on the campaign trail? When I was leafletting and meeting people in the streets, campaigning and Essen, my hometown, is an old social democrat old social democrat fortress. I heard a lot. I heard a lot. People saying, I've never voted social democrats, but this time, or I have not voted for you for a long time, but now there's reason to come back. Then we knew there is something going on on the ground. This is reality. This is not only the polls. This is there is something changing in, in uh, among the German voters. So Jens, if I understand you correctly, you just argued that German voters voted for change in terms of policies, but a solid hand to deliver the change. They, they voted for trust. They voted for stability. They, they feel that there is a change coming up, and they feel they see that a lot has to change in order to keep Germany on the track as it is. But they want somebody in whose management skills in politics they can trust. And that is stability. They voted the this, this stability in the changing situation. And to deliver this stability in a changing situation, the SPD will need to find partners and build a coalition. We are probably looking at like a three-party coalition government and negotiations are expected to be long drawn out. Will we have a coalition government before Christmas? I think it's visible. The Conservatives indeed have to go to opposition. They are done. They should take their time in opposition to come whatever, reshaping themselves in a good mood, improving their awareness of the situation, improving their plans for the future. We will see. But this is not the time for a grand coalition anymore. Um, we try to do something with the Greens, of course. Uh, the Greens are closest to our manifesto. They have also a political uh, program that would like to fight climate change. We are the red ones. We are telling them that can only be done with the people and by the people. But we agree on this goal to fight climate change, to end up in a sustainable world, sustainable society, sustainable Uh, economy that is our standalone uh, element and we see many elements within the liberal tradition which are positive. They are freedom fighters, uh, they, were in the, in the, they were defending individual uh, rights as well as uh, 
those freedoms within the European Union. They are allies when it's about uh, fighting uh, the organs of this world. Uh, and uh, those who would like to shrink the space of civic societies. So there is a many, many positive elements uh, when it comes to European and German perspectives. And we have to talk about economics, uh, because uh, here we need the overlap to innovate and to also finance this innovation. That will be our masterpiece to find common ground on that. Dann ist eine Vorlage zur Verteilung der Infrastrukturmittel. Natürlich war der Ansatz zu sagen, jetzt machen wir hier mal Multikulti. Wir schaffen das. So before we look into the future, let's look back for one moment. One thing has come to an end and that's the 16-year reign of Angela Merkel. She's um, been really a force in European and German politics. In Europe she's been known and nicknamed as Madame No for her strict austerity policies, but she's also gained a lot of respect for her welcome to refugees from the war in Syria. Will you miss Merkel? No. Um, I, I could say a lot about her politics, um, and uh, especially when it comes to Euro European politics, my take would be that she was under-ambitious Rarely CDU or she had an own standpoint. That was a strong thing when she, without a German standpoint, could moderate others. That is uh, a lot. Uh, but Germany was not active at all. So all of us remember the famous speech President Macron gave at uh, uh, the Paris University. And there were a lot of proposals. Some of them were out of date, some of them were great um, ideas, but difficult to, to materialize, but it was ambitious and inspiring. And the answer from Germany, from the Bundeskanzleramt was, to use a German expression, a roaring silence. And after six weeks, not the chancellor answered, but the chairperson of the CDU, and the, the, the most ambitious idea was to have a uh, a, a German and uh, European aircraft carrier. Yeah, so that is the least thing that Europe that Europe needs in in my eyes. This sounds as if you would really not miss Merkel. I will not. I will not miss her because uh, um, her name is is uh, uh, contacted with uh, uh, Germany doing nothing or not not enough on the on the European um, on the European uh, platform. Um, on the other hand, she was a free thinker. She was uh, undogmatic enough when times were pressing that she could throw overboard um, uh, uh, dogmatic ideas of the Christian Democrats, what gave her not so much credit in her own camp. But uh, having a, a, a social democrat on the steerboard um, who is really a convinced European and is always asking, always thinking about the European um, dimension of a, of a solution is a different story. So I expect Olaf to do much more on that. What does this victory mean for Europe? How will Chancellor Scholz change the EU? I really think uh, Olaf is a great European. Uh, he proved that uh, together with uh, the leaders of the SPD last summer when we were, I think, the decisive for force to, to uh, 
give birth to this recovery program. Uh, we change the atmosphere in Germany. We have a, a positive atmosphere for the recovery uh, solidarity, not only for the German uh, uh, economic impulses. The German audience, meanwhile, has understood that we need a good uh, neighborhood and that we need economic um, enhancement also in our uh, neighborhood and in the member states of the European Union. So we are ready to um, help and we are ready to take our place in the European family. So, is Sunday's victory uniquely German or will it have repercussions for the rest of Europe? We already have socialist and Labour governments in the north, the south and hopefully soon in the centre. Is this the start of a red wave across Europe? It is a win for Europe altogether. And yeah, we all know from the past that um, the victory of social democrats in one country can influence the other. Is social democracy dying? No, it is not. It is absolutely not. And um, um, in in times of in times of change, uh, people want to see social stability, a trustworthy government uh, that, that takes care uh, on on their uh, specific needs. And I don't know much about the Greens in other European countries, but the Greens in Germany, they are not um, uh, a party of the people who have to struggle in society. They are as, uh, the party of people who are very well off. And uh, so their social dimension is, is, is there, but not very developed. And I think that in, in, in times of change, people want to rely on fairness and that what they need is respected. And there's only one political force who can deliver that in Europe, and that is social democracy. So I'm quite optimistic for the friends in other European countries that if this spirit also applies to, to their societies, they will do they will do better and uh, uh, a social democracy in germany that comes back um, um, after uh, uh, after such a long and, and difficult time that was able in 12 months to to um, uh, close a gap of 20% between us and the christian democrats is an example that we can that we can do good and uh, that's what I expect for, for the near future, that people say, let's do what the, what the SPD has done and uh, that they have the, 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 uh, the courage and the trust in themselves that they can, that they can do uh, good results for, for their parties and by this for the people. Can we create a momentum now after this victory, a momentum to break deadlocks, to overcome them? and a momentum for progress for Europe. I think this is the case. We have seen the victories in Scandinavia. We see our strong partners in the South. Uh, we realize also that in the middle uh, central uh, European countries, uh, there is some movement. Uh, in the beginning of October, our progressive friends in Poland will unite that is a great exercise. We were working for that and uh, uh, arguing for that for quite a while, also from Brussels. Uh, we see uh, our strong partners in Hungary. They are selecting the leadership to challenge Orban, and we promise to be at their side. 
uh, when uh, it is about the forthcoming fights. I could imagine the progress in Europe driven by um, national parties and by European institutions that regain self-confidence and agree on a common agenda for the forthcoming years and I very much would hope for that. Well, you heard it here first, the red wave is rolling, it's happening, and a bit of it has started in Germany. At the time of recording, we don't know the results of the negotiations, and you might not know them either by the time you're listening to this. Whatever happens in the coalition talks, the SPD have achieved a massive victory, a huge comeback. Thanks for listening to Take a Left, the podcast of the Socialists and Democrats in the European Parliament. Take care.